Welcome to Passion Life Church. We are going to continue this grow series. I want you to turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 6, verse 43. Luke chapter 6, verse 43. We are on part six. When I was thinking about this, it's like six weeks have gone by just like that. And when I thought about that, I thought, I hope that you've been tracking with us. I hope that when or if you had to miss that you'll go online and you'll hear the words and stay uh, consistent with what's happening in this church and in this house. Why? For your growth. I hope you take advantage of that. I hope that you've listened to the part where we talked about our church and a growing church. I hope that you heard that and I hope that you, you prayed over that. I hope that you're growing because a growing church needs people in the church to grow. I said, a growing church needs people in the church to grow. And so I've entitled today, The Root of the Fruit. The Root of the Fruit. You're going to see today, overwhelmingly, how much God wants us to grow. He talks about fruit so much in the Bible. John chapter 15, verse 8, Jesus said, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Let me say it this way. By this my Father is glorified that you bear and grow a lot. So you will be my disciples. So the Bible uses the word fruit to describe growth, growth and results. So it's God's plan for every believer to live a fruit-filled life. Bearing much fruit. Everybody say that with me. Say much fruit. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of look into what, what is producing fruit? What is producing growth? And I want to look at how this fruit, this growth is produced in our life, right? Because we have to understand that the fruit and the growth of our lives is coming from a much deeper place than appears on the surface, did you find Luke chapter 6, verse 43? It says this, a good tree does not produce bad fruit, and a bad tree does not produce good fruit. Every tree, notice what he's saying, every tree. So that means there's no variation to this. This, this is a law that is in nature. He says every tree is known by the kind of fruit that it produces. You will be known by your fruit. You won't find figs on thorny weeds, and you can't pick grapes from thorn bushes. Good people have good things. Somebody say good things. Good things saved in their hearts. That's why they say good things. But those who are evil have evil full, have hearts full of evil, and that's why they say things that are evil. What people say, that what people say with their mouths comes from what fills their hearts. One translation says, out of the abundance, out of the overflow of your heart, your mouth will speak. Listen to the message translation on this. It says this. This is genius here. Your true being breams over into true words and deeds. I want to say that again. Your true being, somebody say being, your true being breams over into true words and deeds. I truly believe that change and growth is possible. How many of you have seen some growth in your life? You'd be honest about it. You, you know you're not where you used to be, but you know not where, you know not, um, you know you're not where you used to be, but you're still not where you want to be, but you've seen growth. Let me see. You, you know that there's been times where you could have responded a certain way, but you didn't, right? And, and so you're growing. Come on, say, I'm growing. 
So I believe that. I believe that true growth is possible. And I've seen real growth in my own life. And I'll tell you what, it's really nice. This last, I don't know, maybe it was a month ago, somebody came up to me and, you know, they, they listen to the messages and they know me. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the greatest compliments I've ever seen. But they said, man, church seems to be going well. And they, this is what they said. They said, you're growing. I thought, man, that's interesting how even people will know that you're growing because they'll see it. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible says you will be known by your fruit. Let me tell you something about fruit. Fruit don't lie. An orange is an orange is an orange is an orange. You can try to redefine it, but that's what it is. A lemon is a lemon is a lemon. A grape is a grape. You will know things by the fruit that it produces. And I was honored when they said that. I said, man, because I am. I'm really trying to make an effort to grow. Now, sometimes when you get a compliment like that, the first thing you do is you go, ah, I've arrived, so I'm going to stop growing. No, that's not, the, that's not the reason. It's actually reaffirming that people can see and feel the growth that is in your life. But I'll tell you this, years ago, and I really believe this message is going to help people. I hope that, that, man, there's just freedom today. I'm believing. Because when I first set out to really wanting wanting to grow. How many of you know it's not just intentions, but you have to be intentional. You have to be strategic. And when I, when I decided I really wanted to grow and change, it was really challenging because um, I put all my emphasis on the doing part. I put all my emphasis on, on, on the doing. And I actually believe today's message is not only going to bring freedom, but I do actually believe that it can actually expedite growth today. If you hear what the Bible and the Word of God says concerning this area, I think exponential growth is possible in your life, just by a few revelations. But I was always focusing on the doing, and that's what our society focuses on a lot. If we're honest, our society really values achievements, places a high importance on accomplishments, and then living in today's world means that you're bombarded with the messages that promote what you do sets your value. So there's a big emphasis on your doing. Think about it. Even when we meet people, here's what we say. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, right? And if the conversation escalates at some point, you may have the opportunity or somebody may ask you, so what do you do for a living? Depending on the answer to that question, then you mentally could make an assessment of the value of that person. Well, I'm a doctor. Ooh. Right? Don't look at me like you're Snow White. Come on, somebody. And so we can make an assessment based on a person's career, on what they do. But here's the problem. We are not human doings. We are human beings. We're human beings. And so what happens is if my priority is I do first, then I be and there's a thought process to that because that's what people think. They think if I do enough, then I will be. Watch this. This is the idea that, re, that religion reinforces. If you do enough, you can be righteous. It's actually a total lie, and it's not biblical. Because the, the truth is you cannot earn your way into righteousness or holiness. You either be holy or you ain't. You can try to act holy, but if you're not, and you not be holy, you're going to have challenges in your life. And I know my grammar is going to be a little off today, but I'm really trying to make a point. So 
there's frustration in this because religion says keep doing, keep doing, and keep doing. And the sad thing is you can, and you can never achieve the being because we can never be righteous by our own doing. This is why Paul said, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, therefore, if any man be in Christ. Come on, somebody. He is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This word creature actually means in the Greek, a new being. Say that with me. Say, I am a new being. And I think that's powerful because no matter what we're going through today, God can make all things new on the inside of you. So when our internal being is transformed, it works out of our lives the doing and the living for God. Now, please, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that there's not things in here that we have to do. Absolutely. But if you only focus on that, you're not going to experience change because you have to understand where the doing has come from. You, where is the doing? Where is the nucleus of the doing come from? And what the Bible is saying is God's word is telling us, I want to empower you to do. I want to change your being. And if you change your being, it will change, it will change your doing. Can I hear a good amen today? And I believe that this can really, really help us. Because so often what we do is when we want to change and grow, the first focus is doing. So let, 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 me, say it, let me say it this way. You don't see results because you're always focusing on the doing. But what do we just read? We said, we read, Jesus said, a good tree does not produce bad fruit. Now, in the Bible, when you talk about trees, trees represent a person's life. Do you remember when Jesus laid hand on the blind man? He took him out of Bethsaida, and he was blind, and he, he prayed for him, and he said, what do you see? And the man said, I see men walking around as trees, right? The Bible says in Psalms 1-3, It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit. There's that word again, fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall never wither. And whatever he does prospers. Let's take a moment right here. Look at this scripture. This is the benefit of growth. This is the profit of growth that you grow because you are planted like a tree and everything you do will prosper. I want to live in the effect of that. I want to live in that. He says planted. There's that word again, planted. Trees that are planted will grow, and then you're planted by living waters, and it brings forth fruit in its season. Listen, and it will never wither. That's powerful. I hope this inspires you. And that whatever you do prospers. Whatever you set your hand to do prospers. It's growing. Now, let me break this down for just a moment. So every tree, where does the tree come from? The tree comes from a root. Everybody say root. And that root is produced by a seed. So let's talk about fruit today. Let's talk about growth So what is fruit really? What is growth really? Number one, fruit is the outward expression of the inward life. I want to say that again. Fruit is the outward expression of the inward life. But see, what happens, what we do is when we want to change and grow, we try to start dealing with the fruit, right? But let me say it this way. Fruit in the Greek means the effect, the results, the profits, the actions. So what I do is when I want to change, when I want to grow, 
my first priority is start to dealing with my actions. Let me say it this way. You start dealing with the fruit, but yet where did the fruit come from? The fruit came from the tree. The tree came from a seed, a a root that came from a, a seed. Can I say that again? Where did the tree come from? The tree came, right, from what? A root that came from a seed. So what we do is we focus on the effect instead of focusing on the cause. So let me say it this way. You may have a lemon tree. Oh, and you don't like lemons. You hate lemons. Because you know what? Lemons is sin. And so you get those lemons. You take it all off of the lemons. You throw them in the trash can. You get all the lemons. You burn them up. (laughs) I hate lemons. And you take all the lemons away. Guess what? When you look at the tree, you're going to see another lemon. Why? Because it's a lemon tree. You dealt with the fruit, but you never dealt with the root. So I can take away lemons all day, but guess what? That's a lemon tree, and it's going to continue to produce lemons. And so what the Bible says is every seed produces after its own kind. So I can deal with fruit all day, and this is where people get into a cycle. Come on, help me, Holy Spirit. Come on, the people get into a cycle. Is Now they start a lemon business of taking lemons off, putting them in the trash, burning lemons, and they're frustrated and they want to quit, and they don't realize why the tree keeps producing the same lemon. It's because the tree has a root that has never been dealt with. Are you getting something this morning? So the fruit is the visible result of the invisible that lies underneath. So the truth is, fruit is produced by what is unseen, the root. Fruit is the visible expression of the power working inwardly, invisibly. Listen to this. So the character of the fruit is evidence. Everybody say evidence. So the character of the fruit is the evidence of the character of the power that's producing it that we don't see. This is how your private life becomes public. The fruit appears, which is visible because of what's happening underneath the surface that is invisible. The Bible says, your sin will find you out. How does that happen? What you do in private, right? Because maybe a seed was planted in your life that starts to become a root, now a tree, then turns into fruit. People see now publicly what you've been hiding in private. That works both ways. Because what you do in private and your prayer life and you putting the word of God into your heart, it will be made visible. Can I hear a good amen today? And so, watch this. I can have a goal. I'm going to change. Man, 2024 is coming. I don't want to be the same. I want to get rid of this attitude that I got. Okay. You can get rid of the attitude. But for some people, they have a, a problem with the attitude because the attitude is connected to a root. 
So we can deal with the attitude, but here's the reality. That attitude is going to keep resurfacing unless you get to the root of the problem. That's how we say it, the root of the problem, right? So this is why Jesus, in the context of Luke chapter 6, he talks about our heart. He says in Luke chapter 6, 45, he says, but those who are evil have hearts full of evil. And that's why they say things that are evil. I thought it was just something they say. No, you are hearing what is uh, audible because of something that is invisible that is starting to me and be manifested. This is pretty deep. And he says, but what people say with their mouths comes and from what fills their hearts. In other words, our actions are coming from a much deeper place than just, hey, I did that. So the past couple of weeks in our house, you know, we try to keep our lawn nice, watered. Plus, we live in an HOA, so you have to do that, right? But something weird and funky started happening in the front of our house is that in our grass, we started to have this, like, wild grass. I don't know how to, another, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's wild grass, and so it's growing twice as fast. How many of you know not all growth is good? <laughs> not all growth is good. And so I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh my goodness, like what, what is this? And so um, we had some people coming over. And so I'm like, this looks funky. So have you ever done something in your life that you, you start doing it and then you just laugh at yourself? You're like, well, I don't know. So I don't have a lawnmower because when we bought the house, there was a guy who was taking care of the stuff and he gave me a real price, he, a good price. And he, now he's our gardener. He's been taking care of the house, but he wasn't coming until like next week. So I went into the kitchen and I got my scissors right? And so I went out in our yard, come on somebody, and I'm sweating, it's hot, and I'm trying to cut the grass with scissors, like this, cutting it a little bit. And I'm sure my neighbor goes, I, we knew he was a freak. There's something, there's something wrong with that dude, right? And so I'm just like, whew, I'm trying to cut the stuff, right? And so I got it. I got it all. And the people came over, they, they didn't know, right? And so the next week, my gardener comes, and I, I, he starts to see it, because it starts growing again, and I told him, I said, look, look at this. Look, look what's going on. I said, I, I was embarrassed to tell him. I said, you know, I, I went and got the scissors, and I just started cutting it. And he says, yeah, I, I, I uh, mowed it over last week as well, and, and it's growing. And he says, um, listen to what he said, because I was thinking about the message. He says, um, he says, this grass can't be cut. It's got to be plucked out by the root. And so... This week, I went and I started, and what he did, too, is he pulled one out. And it was kind of shocking because when he pulled it out, there was this huge root, and the root kind of had, like, tentacles. It was, it was disgusting. It was like, ugh. So it was deep down in there. And here I am cutting it with my scissors, and it's growing back twice as fast. Can I hear a good Amen. And so I asked him, I said, how is this happening in my yard? He said, well, there's been a lot of wind lately. And he said, seeds are blowing. And so it came into the yard. So watch this. Since the root is producing the fruit, what's producing the roots? The seeds are. And so in your life today, when he was telling me that, I was like, this is exactly how life is. Wind is blowing right? And the wind is blowing and you have people in your life. Here's number two. And I think sometimes we don't realize that words and deeds are seeds. 
So you're walking throughout life, you turn on your radio, and there's words, there's the news, they're all seeds that are coming at you as the wind is blowing. You get to work, there's people that are doing things, maybe good, maybe bad in your life, and what you don't realize is that seeds and that uh, deeds and words are seeds that are coming and they're flying at you every single day. And guess what happens? Because the Bible likens our heart to soil. Remember we talked about that? The good soil, the other three types of soil. And so just like my house, seeds are flying, and it's exactly how life is. Words are coming your way every single day. Maybe people you like, maybe people you have influence with, or maybe that are close to you, and they say something, and maybe they just said it, and it's like seeds that are flying into your life. And here's the question. You've got to navigate what you're going to do with those seeds because a seed will produce a root, and then that root will produce a tree, and the tree will produce fruit. And one day you end up with this attitude, and you don't understand why, and it's because there were seeds that had been planted in your heart. i got to tell you, here's the reality. Somehow we let them in. We let them in. And so their deeds are like seeds in your life. So watch this. Some of us, when it comes to change and growth, what we're trying to do is we're trying to cut out what needs to be plucked out. So there's, 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 there's frustration. Just like I was frustrated, I'm getting <laughs> the scissors and cutting grass. You wonder why things keep growing. We wonder why we're not moving forward because it doesn't work like that. And you can work on cutting all you want, but the reality of it is some things need to be uprooted and some things, come on somebody, some things need to be plucked out. Can I hear a good amen today? It needs to be plucked out of, of your heart. This is why the Bible says, number three, you need to guard your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Are you getting something today? Above all else, guard your heart. Watch this. Out of it flows the issues of your life. Pastor Phil, I got issues. I know. And they're in your heart. We're just seeing them. How many of you know you can taste fruit? Some of you have actually tasted the fruit of your own life, and you didn't like it. That's why you're like, I got to grow. I got to change. It's good. And if I'm going to have to eat of the own fruit of my life, I want it to be delicious, as Willy Wonka says, scrumdillyumptious. Come on, somebody. But I want to eat off the fruit of my life, and I want it to be delicious. I want it to be good. I want it to be juicy. There's nothing worse than eating watermelon that's not juicy. Right? You ever take it back to the store like, this ain't juicy? You can't do that. Maybe at Costco, they have a good return policy. You can return anything. But, man, if I'm going to eat off my own life, man, I want it to be delicious. Come on, can I hear a good amen today? But here's what we have to do is we have to watch for seeds. And the Bible really, really talks to us about roots. And it says, listen, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. How did that root get in your life? How did you get so dependent on trusting money? (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because you had a need. And so we open up our heart to a seed because we have a need. And so somehow a seed got in you that you trust money more than you trust God. And guess what? A root started in you. Now a tree started in you. 
You know, I was talking with some people about the corruption that we see in a lot of the politicians today, and you can narrow it down to one thing, money. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. But here, can I just say this? But we despise roots because they're so small. We despise seeds because they're so small. But it never starts out as a tree. It starts out as seeds. The Bible says, don't let a root of bitterness get in you. It defiles people. So roots start out as a seed. So you have an opportunity when somebody hurts you, here comes that seed to say, no, I forgive you because Jesus forgave you. And you can have an opportunity to say, I'm not accepting this seed. Come on, say, I don't accept that seed. Come on, say, I don't accept that seed. And you can forgive. Or you can ponder it. And you can start to think about it. You know, it was interesting because in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flows. One translation says, guard your affections. So I want to ask you, what have you been fond of lately? Let, let me say it this way. So someone hurts you, there's a seed coming at you, and if you don't reject the seed, you know what you can start to do? You start to just ponder. Hmm. You start to marinate that seed. Man, I hope they die and go to hell. I know you've never thought that. And guess what happens? That seed starts to produce a root. And they've done studies outside of the Bible that people who have bitterness in their heart are more prone to cancer. That's the fruit. Are more prone to, listen, arthritis. Why? It all started as seeds that were words and were deeds. So here we are. We're trying to figure out why we're mad all the time because we're trying to change the effect instead of saying, I need to change the cause of this. Come on, this is deep this morning. It's deep. So here's what God does is God is going to work in you. He's going to work in you. This is why David prayed. It's Man, it's a dangerous prayer. He said, create in me, God, a clean heart. This is, this is dangerous when you pray this for God, to God. Search me, O oh Lord. One translation in Hebrew says, see if you find any way of pain in my life. Is there, when somebody says something, touches me, ooh, there's pain. Why is there pain? Pain can be the symptom of the cause. And David said, God, search me, create in me a clean heart. Because he understood that the root produces the fruit. So this is what's tough for people. Because this means you got to be real. If you want to see God's real power, you got to be real. This is why when I do counseling, this is the first thing we start off with. Listen, hey, I'm here. You're here. But I just want to tell you something. I don't want to waste your time, and I don't want to waste my time. If we're not going to be completely honest here, we're not going to get anywhere. What am I saying? If we're not going to deal with the root, if we're just going to deal with the fruit, we're never going to get new fruit. Can I hear a good amen today? But that's tough for people. And so they go back and forth. And I always say this, every problem in our life has an underlying need. Every problem in your life that has an underlying need needs some seed. But what kind of seed are you emphasizing, focusing on? So, what God is going to do is God's going to work in you. That's why he can't change who you pretend to be. Ah, it's all good. 
Uh, do you have some roots in there? Because it's going to produce fruit. So oftentimes our heart and our spirit, although God is focusing on our inward, for us, our heart and our spirit are the least things that we focus on in our lives. And yet it's the most important because your heart and your spirit affects everything else in your life. Your heart will affect your emotions, your thoughts, everything. Can I hear a good amen today? And so this is what Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says. He says, then I say, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So this really helped me because I was focusing on not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. You can focus on that all day, but if you're not empowered by the spirit, you're going to keep falling. Come on, somebody. You're going to keep getting into temptation. So here's what I did. I just refocused my life. I'm not going to worry about the lust of the flesh. You know what I'm going to worry about? You know what I'm going to be concerned about? You know what I'm going to be focused on? I'm going to be focused on walking in the spirit. I'm going to be praying in the spirit. I'm going to be getting my word. Guess what happens when you are walking by the spirit? The default, the profit of this is you actually don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, when Jesus came, the Bible says Jesus came, grace and truth came. Grace goes right to your heart. People talk about how under grace it's easier. Actually, grace is a lot deeper because it deals with your heart. This is why Jesus said, if a man looks on a woman and lusts in his where? In his heart. So watch this. Do you know that I could close my eyes and not look at a woman and still lust in my heart by thoughts that I've had previously? It's hard. When you're looking at things on the computer that you shouldn't be looking at, you can close your eyes and say, all right, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, but I'm not going to look on a woman. Yeah, but it's not about the looking part. It's about what's in your heart. Because what's in your heart starts to produce, and it'll show you. I've talked to people. I've helped people overcome in these areas. And they'll tell me they'll be in a moment like this of worship, and all of a sudden an image, their eyes are closed, and an image would come from their past. Why? you got to pluck that out of your heart, somebody. Can I hear a good amen today? And so you got to walk by the Spirit, and you won't feel, fulfill the lust of the, of the flesh. So I'm not going to give in to temptation if I'm walking by the Spirit. So I want my life to be a good tree. Anybody want to have, uh, and have their life be a good tree? I want to have good roots. So watch this. That means I have to have good seed. So here's what we got to do. Here's number four is we've got to plant new seed. And it's so easy to underestimate seed because it's small. It's so easy to just miss days and not, not read this, not pray. You know, because I've wanted to overcome some temptations in my life, like I've told you, I've committed to praying in the spirit every single day. And some people think it's weird. I'll tell you what, I don't. I've seen my life walk in victory because of praying in the spirit, praying in tongues every day. Why? Because the Bible says that if I walk in the spirit, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Come on, somebody. It's hard to pray in the spirit and think about girls in bikinis. It's a good, that's a good thought, right? That's why I'm on the beach going, shut up. I pray for people on the beach. I'm like, do you know you have no clothes on? I came here with my family. I didn't care. I'm here to see Adam and Eve. Anyway, pray for me. Some of you aren't laughing because you haven't been to the beach lately. You don't know what people are wearing or not wearing. But we underestimate the power 
of a seed. Listen to what Jesus said, John chapter 5, verse 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, look at, here he goes again, bears what? Much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. John chapter 15, verse 7, it says, if you abide in me at my words, what is his word? His word is seed, right? If it abides in you, watch, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Look at this, the results of growth, that when you are abiding in him and his words are abiding in you, you are actually getting prayers answered. He says, watch, this word abide means this, to remain, to live in. If you live in me and I in you, John 15, verse 8 says, you will bear much fruit and you will be my disciples. A disciple is a person who is constantly learning. They are a learner. They're growing. This word abide means, listen to this, a relationship in which one stands with another to be with him. Here's the reality. God never leaves you and he never forsakes you. But have you left? Are you standing? He's standing with you, but are you standing with him? Because if you will, you will grow. Come on, somebody say grow. So not only are his words seeds, but the Bible says God's words are spirit and life. Spirit and life. I love that. Because it's not just life, it's spirit. Why? Because God wants to speak to your spirit. Can I hear a good amen today? And he says this. So if I'm feeding on God's word, here's what I'm doing. I'm investing in the soil of my heart. So he says you will bear much fruit, much growth. And what? Watch this. Are you ready? What happens when I begin to struggle, Pastor Phil? Look at what he'll do. He will lift you up. John chapter 15, verse 5. He says, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me. Everybody say, in me. So again, what? We're in him and he is in us. That's how we be. We be in Christ. Watch. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. One translation says cuts, right? And every branch that bears fruit, he, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, are you getting the hint that after six weeks, God is all about growth? All growing, bearing fruit, not just bearing little fruit, bearing much fruit. All that. Now watch. Now he says this. If a person's not bearing fruit, it says he takes them away. I wish sometimes the Greek language, those who translated this would translate it right. Because that makes it sound like when this word cut off in the Greek, it actually, it doesn't mean cut off. It means lift up. So what happens, and I've talked to people who have, who have um, uh, wineries and, and when they have their, their vines, when the vine starts coming off of the wood fence or the wood that actually begins to look like a cross. If you have ever driven around Temecula, a lot of the wood that they have hanging there, there's a cross there. But when the branch starts to touch the dirt, if it's not lifted up, it won't grow. So God is not saying here that I'm going to cut you off. Here's what he's going to say. He's saying that when you are struggling, I'm here to lift you up. Why? So you bear fruit and you grow. Come on, somebody. But here's the question. Will you be lifted up? Will you allow him to lift you up? Or are you going to keep living with excuses? And when I read this, I was like, Lord, you're doing everything you can to make sure that we're growing, that we're flowing, that there's profit in our life, that we're bearing much fruit. God lifts them up. More growth. Look, here's where we end. John chapter 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, listen, every branch that bears fruit. So even when we're bearing fruit, he prunes. Everybody say prunes. Why does he prune us? 
Why does he prune us? Because he's all about you growing. And this word prune, I think in modern days, we think of cutting again. But in this day, this word prune, what they would do, and if you look it up in the Greek, is they would actually take the fruit and they would cleanse it. They would cleanse all of the impurities off of the fruit. So even when I'm struggling, God will lift me up. Why? So I bear fruit. And as I start to bear fruit, he is actively cleansing me. Why? To bear more fruit. This is why a lot of Christians aren't growing. They don't, they don't really read the word of God. They don't see that God, man, is adamant about your growth, adamant about you moving forward. Why? Because the areas that you're not growing in can really hurt you. I want to say it again because I've said it all throughout the series. People perish for a lack of knowledge. What is a lack of knowledge? A lack of growth, a lack of knowing things. So God is on the other end of the spectrum, and he's like, I want you to bear more fruit. The Bible says that actually our Father in heaven is glorified when you are bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. He cleanses you. I want to end with this. You know, I was reading where the Bible says that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Listen to those words. All unrighteousness. But the Bible doesn't say that the, the, his blood cleanses us. There's an S there that it's not just past tense. It's actually present tense. It's a constant cleansing that is happening in our lives every day that his blood is so powerful. It didn't diminish at the cross. Come on, somebody, right? And so his blood is so powerful. It's cleansing us of all unrighteousness. That's where you have to set your mind. That's where you have to renew your mind. But we've got to plant new seeds. See, when I say that, I, man, it just empowers me to be free. It empowers me to be free. Last scripture, John chapter 15, verse 3. So we're talking about planting new seeds. My church family, this seed is so powerful, it will undo any other seed that's in your life. I want to say that again. This seed, the new seed, if you will continue to plant it in your heart, it will undo, it will uproot the other seeds that are in your life. Can I hear a better amen? Watch what he says, John 15, 3. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Why are you clean? Well, I, he cleans us so we could go to heaven. Yeah. But he cleans you because you bearing fruit and growing glorifies him. So we need to stop getting, we need to get past this whole idea that non-growth, and I'm just a little humble Christian, you know, listen, actually, you are called to grow. You are called to multiply. You are called to be fruitful. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, you are called to be what God has called you to be. You can grow. You can bear much fruit. God is doing everything he can in your life, so you'll grow. Will you grow? He's committed. Are you committed? Because if you'll do it his way, you'll have good seed in your heart, good roots in your life, and you'll be a good tree. And you will be a tree that bears good fruit, and people will know you by your fruit. 
They'll know you as you grow and say, you're growing. Your life will be changing. And then when you look at your life and you look and you eat off the fruit of your own life, you go, man, this is great. Not only is it great to me, but I'm glorifying my Father in heaven. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, give the Lord a good round of applause. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.